All right, welcome to Shout Out Patriots. I'm Martin Moyer, your host. And today we're going to be talking about the possibility of using hate crime charges against individuals or organizations that try to deprive Christians of their free exercise rights. That's new for me because the idea of me supporting anything called a hate crime charge, I thought I would never breathe those words out of my mouth. Uh, before I get into details, let me introduce the people who are around the table. So we have Pastor Jason Bender of the Patriot Church. We have Patty Perucci. She is a realtor, and she's a former news writer for the Christian Action Network. We have Alec Rooney, who is the current news editor of Christian Action Network. We have Michael Moyer, the producer of this program. And in Columbus, Ohio, we have attorney David Carroll, who's the chairman of Christian Action Network, which is the sponsor of this program. Wow, so I don't know what to say. I feel like a liberal at the moment. <laughs> I'm in favor of using hate crime charges. And um, so I'm not sure what you guys think about that. But look, I'm going to go back to a couple of weeks ago. We did a segment with Pastor Brandon Huber, who has a church in Clinton, Montana, and Pastor Huber is also a part-time realtor. In his status as a part-time realtor, uh, he sold homes and never ran afoul of the Missoula Organization of Realtors, which oversees his license. However, as a pastor, he seems to have run afoul of this realtor organization. The first foul he did, according to the Missoula Organization of Realtors, is that his church decided to pull funding from the Missoula Food Bank because the food bank was putting LGBT coloring books along with the food that it was handing out to kids. And his church is opposed to homosexuality and thought this was not a good image for their church, so they pulled funding from it. The Missoula Organization of Realtors said, well, the pastor of this church is a realtor, He's discriminating against LGBT people, and we are going to charge him with a hate crime. Believe it or not, realtors can charge you with a hate crime inside of their organization. Well, they took that case, uh, I guess, up to the uh, ethics board, and they lost. But that didn't stop them. So then they came after him because he posted on his personal Facebook page. I want to repeat that, his personal Facebook page that his church was going to hold in an event that would expose the radical agenda of the LGBT movement and how they are trying to suppress American liberties. Now, they seem to have gotten him. They brought charges against him. The uh, ethics board upheld those charges and fined him $5,000 and ordered him into sensitivity training classes. Now, you can watch that episode on our Substack uh, page. I encourage that you do. A lot of people have. And get the, all the details about what happened to him. But what I want to talk about today is that after we posted that segment on YouTube, a commenter came on and said, well, this would be a hate crime initiated by this Missoula Organization of Realtors for denying Mr. Huber his free exercise rights. And he cited the law, and that law is Title 18 U.S.C. Section 241. Here's what it says. If two or more persons conspire to injure, oppress, threaten, or intimidate any person in any state, territory, commonwealth, possession, or district 
and the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured to him by the Constitution or laws of the United States, blah, blah, blah. That person can be charged in federal court with a hate crime against that individual. Wow, that was amazing. And he had some blowback on the YouTube comment section. People saying, you're out of your mind, you're crazy. You know, this is not what that law means. Uh, but we ran it past some attorneys, and they all agreed that, sure, the federal district attorney for Montana could bring hate crime charges against the Missoula Organization of Realtors for denying Mr. Hoover his free exercise of religion. One of those attorneys, of course, is our own David Carroll out in Columbus, Ohio. He took a look at that law. Uh, David, what was your impression when you read Section 241 of, I guess, this federal code? Well, I think it's pretty clear that, uh, I mean, it says right in it that anyone who conspires to, uh, to stop somebody from exercising a constitutional right is a crime under federal law. And the Department of Justice actually labels that section a hate crime. So that's what it is. And it seems to me that what the pastor went through is certainly a possible subject for that, that law. I'd like to see the uh, United States attorney in, in Washington to try it. Well, I guess in this case, it would be the uh, U.S. attorney for the District of Montana, as I understand it, Jesse Lasovich, uh, who, after he was nominated and won uh, the state attorney's general job from President Joe Biden, he was uh, confirmed by the U.S. Senate on May 17th, Mr. Lasovich, the U.S. Attorney General, said this, that he will seek justice and uphold the civil rights for everyone. The civil rights for everyone. That was his commitment that he would do that. But, uh, you know, the people I talked to out in Montana said, no, not this guy. That's just, uh, you know, make-believe stuff. He, <laughs> that's what he says. That's not exactly what he's going to do. It reminds me of my... Uh, young granddaughter the other day when she said she'd be down for breakfast in a minute and she took her 10 minutes to get to breakfast she said grandpa that's just something people say it's not <laughs> meant to be taken seriously <laughs> so here we go you know is this uh, just something state district attorneys say that they are for upholding the civil rights of everyone they don't actually mean that they don't actually mean that do they hey so i got a, a question about this so I know that uh, I've heard this argument recently and a lot that, you know, because the realtor group is not the United States government, they don't have to operate by the same rules. And that would allow them to uh, make these kind of calls about the people that they employ. Now, using this law is to suggest that because there are more than one realtors in this group, they then conspired as a group against this one other realtor to break a law. Yeah, well, it's not actually against a realtor. They actually conspired together to come after a pastor who just happens to be a realtor. Michael, your confusion is perfectly understandable because we all know that the First Amendment under the Constitution only applies to government, uh, people acting under color of law. The difference here is this statute, 18 U.S.C. Section 241, applies to individuals specifically. So 
it doesn't just apply to the government. It doesn't apply to government at all. There's another section that does, that applies to government, but it applies to anybody who conspires to injure or threaten the free exercise or enjoyment of any right guaranteed by the Constitution. So just because it's not the government, under this statute, they could be prosecuted. The difficulty is they can only be prosecuted by a federal prosecutor. There, there's no private right of action permitted under this statute. Right, so you, we actually have to have a prosecutor willing to bring these charges in order for something to actually yeah, yeah, happen. Yeah, Jesse's got to do his job. He's got to fulfill his promise to uphold the civil rights for everyone. I think we're still going to send a letter off to Jesse and demand that he look at this law and— perhaps bring charges. Now, we brought Patty into the studio today, uh, not just because she's a former uh, news editor or writer for the Christian Action Network, but she is currently a realtor herself. And so she knows of a lot of these cases that have gone on. Patty, before you get started, I want to read the National Association Realtors Code of Ethics that's being used against this pastor. It says, Realtors, and their real estate employment practice shall not discriminate against any person or persons on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, handicap, national origin, sexual orientation, or gender identity. But it's clear to me this particular code of ethics says they can only be charged with committing their version of a hate crime if it was committed, quote, and their real estate employment practice. Pastor Hoover was not doing this in his real estate employment practice. He was doing it as pastor of a church. And really, he didn't do anything himself. He just simply posted on Facebook an event that his church was going to be hosting. He wasn't even the one doing the speaking at the church about that event. Someone else was doing the speaking. So all he did was he was found guilty of posting an announcement. Patty, uh, tell us what you think about all of this. Well, um, this was handed down. This this was a new standard of practice 10-5 in the Code of Ethics. And this came about at the end of 2020. And we had a staff meeting in my office where it was explained to us that we, of course, we've not been allowed to discriminate at all based on the, these protected classes, but that the new interpretation of it was that they could come after realtors for anything that might be said off-duty, so on social media, in private uh, conversations, in an office, anywhere outside of your realtor profession. And so there was a very vigorous discussion that ensued um, among the realtors. Uh, wouldn't that violate our, our freedom of religion, our freedom of expression? So it's uh, not surprising that this is being challenged. And I can tell you that right after this uh, standard of practice 10-5 went into effect, there were a lot of cases that came before the local boards, which administer all these complaints. And uh, some of them just happened to be a realtor said something in an office that offended another realtor, and that realtor leveled the charge. Uh, one example was that a realtor was in a Bible study, and just a member of the Bible study, a non-realtor, heard this realtor read a passage from the Bible that was condemning homosexuality. She just read the passage, and uh, she turned her in to her local 
uh, her local uh, association. So it, that's the kind of thing that's happening to realtors, and it's uh, had a bit of a chilling effect on the profession. David, I have a question for you. Can you just clarify? You know, when I'm I'm not an attorney, but when I think about discrimination, I think about someone discriminating directly against someone else, an individual. So is that discrimination if you simply read a Bible verse that talks against homosexuality? Is there a case for discrimination, or does discrimination need to be uh, opposing someone, uh, you know, individually to their face, you know, and you're discriminating against a person? It's a matter of interpretation. There is something called a hostile work environment, for example, that if if you're using hate speech at work, and hate speech is subject to another set of all sorts of questions of what, what's hate speech and what isn't, but uh, uh, that can create a hostile work environment. Now, I suppose the theory of the realtor's rule and the new interpretations is that they're ratcheting down to try to put a stop to what the left considers hate speech and much of the right considers just the truth. My view is the truth can never be hate speech. In the left's version, the truth is frequently hate speech. Yeah, so what I see here, um, Patty, this is quite disturbing because I think that uh, maybe you realtors know about this, uh, but most of the public doesn't quite understand uh, the intricacies of how the real estate agencies and members work together here. Uh, for instance, I had no idea that you couldn't even call yourself a realtor unless you were a member of the National Association of Realtors. And so that's a very important thing to be a part of if you want to be able to sell homes. It gives you, uh, first of all, the some credibility that you're a realtor. Uh, Price Island Home and go, oh, you're a realtor? No, I'm not a realtor, but I'd like to sell your home. I mean, good luck trying to sell a home or buy a home for someone with that monkey on your back. Um, but I see this as kind of a test ground that if the LGBT people can manage to get this realtor associations to interpret that any action that you take, even if it's a passive action, such as not wanting to give a food bank money because it's distributing LGBT material, that's hate speech, that's going to start trickling to other associations, such as the medical associations, the legal associations, the psychological associations, the teachers' associations, where people are going to be denied membership, perhaps licenses, in their professions simply because of their views on homosexuality, gay marriage, transsexual athletes, etc. I could go on and on. Uh, but, Patty, just... Do you see this as something that's going to stay with inside of the Realtor Association, or do you suspect that, eh, maybe I'm right, this is a testing ground, that uh, once it's perfected, it's going to move swiftly to other organizations and associations where people have to be members of in order to be able to practice their profession? Well, it, it's interesting that they're kind of coming after realtors and not just real estate salespeople, because you don't have to be a realtor to sell real estate, but most real estate salespeople do have the realtor designation because it gives you access to the multiple listing service. It gives you continuing education. 
It gives you uh, the prestige of being a realtor and being able to call yourself a realtor. And I would just say that most real estate salespeople are realtors. So yes, I see it as a bit of a a test case uh, that could easily spill out and spill over into other professions, absolutely, and other associations. Alec. Patty, I've got a question for you. So how do, how do these people who run these, especially these local realtor boards, how do you get onto that board? How did, were they elected? Yes. Well, in some cases, you can be appointed, you can volunteer. I've served on a number of the committees in my local association to get to the higher levels of committee, the ones such as these grievance committees and some of the ones that really make these very um, big decisions about your license or fining you, you are sometimes, um, you have to be like nominated and then run. The, there's a board of directors of the local association and they are all uh, elected officers. So they're elected by the realtors? The realtors the in the association, yes. Okay. And you said appointed, some, sometimes they're appointed too? Yes. And you, many realtors volunteer to be uh, serve on these committees. And how long is a term, roughly? One you... year. Of, if you're a member of our local board of directors, it's a three-year term. Okay. So it could be said that this that they what they're doing is reflecting the views of the people who voted for them. Well, it could be said that way, or it could be that they are fulfilling their obligation under the National Association of Realtors, because the okay. local association is an affiliate of the National Association. And so if a complaint comes in uh, from the community or another realtor against a realtor, they have to hear it. And that mm. is, you know, they usually don't turn it away. They have to hear it in some form. And if they find cause, they'll push it up to a higher committee. Mm -hmm. And it goes all the way up. And then if they decide that it uh, merits uh, some kind of disciplinary action, a suspension or a fine or even loss of license, then that will go up to the state level. Okay, it just is reminding me of our school boards and how control of our school boards was kind of wrested away from the community sub rosa without people really knowing about it. And suddenly we had these crazy decisions coming down, these pornographic books in school libraries and stuff. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I'm going to come up with a saying here that um, I'm just going to make up. I'm going to call it, uh, you know, passive, non-aggressive discrimination uh, that the realtor boards and other professions would like to start seeing implemented. In other words, you don't have to do anything like Pastor Binder was pointing out. Well, did someone's particular homosexual rights get denied by this pastor? Is, is that what you have to commit right. in order to have a hate crime against this individual to be called discrimination? No. All you have to do is not acknowledge and confirm what they want you to believe or do. So if you don't want to give money to a food bank because, hey, it's distributing LGBT coloring books, that's discrimination. So I'm going to call that something like passive-aggressive discrimination, some new legal theory that uh, they're trying to wrap us all around. Now, if they're able to succeed at that, then they're going to be able to say, as some are now writing, that some of the, uh, let's say, religious items that you're wearing could therefore be interpreted as hate speech. Now, that sounds crazy, right? But not if you read The Atlantic a couple of Sundays ago because Atlantic contributor Daniel Penitent wrote an article called How the Rosary 
became an extremist symbol. And he says this, just as the AR-15 rifle has become a sacred object for Christian nationalists, which that's laughable by itself, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. All right, so we're going to start there. I worship my AR-15. <laughs> yeah, you worship your <laughs> Every night. I burn <laughs> candles. <laughs> All right, he goes on to say, the rosary has acquired a militaristic meaning for radical traditional Catholics. That's totally news to me. That's that's news to you, huh? So what they now want you to start thinking is, is that if you wear a Christian symbol, you are therefore your body, your your clothing, your jewelry, your adornment is somehow emanating hate speech against individuals. So he also added this. On this extremist fringe, rosary beads have been woven into a conspiratorial politics and absolutist gun culture. I don't know. This is getting crazy, isn't it? These armed radical traditionalists have taken it, taken up a spiritual notion that the rosary can be a weapon in the fight against evil and turned into something dangerously literal. I mean, what what is this guy on? I mean, what is he reading? Who's who's educating this guy? How does he come up with this crazy nonsense, right? I mean, you're talking about a bunch of beads here, right? Sounds like hate speech to me. It does yeah. sound like hate He's speech. He's attempting to demonize Catholics. Right. Just like in 1930s Germany, if you said, look at the yarmulkes they wear, look at the side locks that they have, look at the uh, you know, the black the black coats that the Jews wear when they walk around town. That's exactly what this guy is doing. Yeah. Well, David Carroll, you sent me that article that I just read, and so it was alarming to you. Tell me, uh, what was your reaction after you read that Atlantic article? I think that the leftists are delusional, and this guy is a prime example of their delusion. I, I think that maybe there is a collective mental illness, or maybe it's a collectivist mental illness, going around among the left. You know, when we think about it, what what is the next step here, right? You have other countries where the Bible is already illegal. So what's the next step? You know, for us, I'm an evangelical Christian, so, you know, I don't need rosary beads or anything like that. But, you know, this person might be onto something. You know, if there is power in something, there's power in prayer, right? You know, and, and us as believers, we have the opportunity to put on the full armor of God. They don't see that. But there is power when we as Christians do that and we operate in the Holy Spirit. But it just makes you think, what is the next step? What is the end game here? Are they going to try to, I mean, they've already taken the Bible and prayer out of schools, you know? So I'm sure you're going to see articles soon enough about the Bible is an extremist weapon. And and it is, you know, in, in a sense, because it's so powerful, you know? And, and I'm glad in a sense that I, I hope that that's the case because the world needs to realize how powerful God is and realize that, okay, the Bible is the living word of God. You know, it's not about the rosary, but like I said, I, I think that this can open up a can of worms for these deranged leftists, as David said, and Marty, early on in this program, you mentioned that you feel like a liberal, right? right. We might have to to take that out, Michael. <laughs> so yeah, so it's just, it, it's a, it's a open door that can lead anywhere with these crazy leftists yeah and i see that they are definitely especially in, in like uh pastor hoover's uh case that they are definitely trying to prosecute uh somebody uh for something that he has not done yet and that he has 
uh, that they just theorize that he may eventually do. Uh, and whatever happened to, you know, innocent until proven guilty here. And I know this isn't in an actual, you know, criminal court, but you would still take that that basic idea and apply it to everybody as you move along your day. You you don't know somebody's done something until they've done it, or at least you can't take action against somebody unless they actually do something. I don't think they're even about that. I think this is just about setting a precedent where you shun and ostracize people for what's in their hearts. But it's very intimidating, too. Oh, it's it extremely, yeah, it's um, terrible. Members of the realtor profession. Yeah, yeah, the people who you need every day to live your life. You know, they don't have to actually start winning these uh, tribunals and these uh, realty uh, code of ethics uh, rooms uh, because all they have to do is keep sending out the message that if you dare say this or don't do this, you could be brought before this tribunal and possibly lose your license, pay a fine, and get ordered into sensitivity training classes. I think, you know, that the woke left, you know, the radical liberals out there, that's the message they want to send to Americans. Uh, we don't care that if we ever convict you in a courtroom, we just want to put the fear of God in you that if you do it, you may have to go to court. You may have to go to jail. We may get a hold of your job and get you fired. Therefore, it's best that you just stay quiet. Make sure your church doesn't say anything that is controversial in a way that we're going to take offense at. Um, and I think that the only way to get around this is to start to fight back. Mm-hmm. And that is a law out there, and it's called a hate crime law. And that's what I brought it up uh, at the top of this show that can be used to go against those people who are going against us. I would love to see it happen. Uh, we may have to wait to another president uh, that's a Republican that's in charge that can appoint, appoint some uh, Republican uh, district attorneys in these states to see it happen. But I think we better not forget about it. We better try to get it done. And we better uh, start working now before, it, again, it becomes way too late to do anything about it. Because the one thing conservatives are famous for is waiting until the battle is over before we start to fight back. And if we keep doing that, we're going to keep losing. And Marty, what you're talking about, it's really a common theme of our show. You know, I feel like it's a, a circular theme. Our show is called Shout Out Patriots, right? We're encouraging like-minded patriots to speak up and speak out. And, you know, we talked about the school board uh, weeks ago where they're calling us domestic terrorists if you're a a mother speaking out uh, for your kids at the school board. And the list goes on. So essentially is, like you said, even if charges aren't brought against, even if, um, you know, people aren't indicted for their actions, just to know that you have this flag hanging over your head and realizing, man, I could say the slightest thing, I could put one post, and I could be... uh, come against for discrimination and those that aren't as bold and courageous in their faith and in their speech it may silence them little by little so we as patriots you know we're not just here to give information to you as the viewer and the listener but it's a call to action so we have to make sure that we do shout out as patriots we don't do it in a brash way but we do it speaking the truth and we do it in a loving way realtors who are bothered by this and whether they are Christian or whether they're just fair-minded American people who believe in freedom of speech, need to speak up. Um, like in a case like Brandon Huber's, they need to speak up against these realtor boards and call them out 
not angrily necessarily, but just point out, hey, look at what these people are doing. Is this right? Should, should, should they be allowed to do this? Can we vote these people out? Maybe we need some more, some, some cooler heads in here or some fairer heads. But that's that. the realtors need to shout out about this too, I think. Yeah, I just want to add, I agree with Pastor Bender. I agree with all that. The patriots need to shout out, but no death threats, no threats of violence, no threats of any kind. Forcefully, peacefully express opinions, but not threats. I want to address that. I want to address that because now it seems that, and look, I'm not criticizing David. He needs to say this. We, I guess we all need to say it. But look what the left has done. We now have to vocally express our point of view that, by the way, don't do anything about it. You know, no death <laughs> threats. You know, don't hurt anybody out there. The thought's never even in our mind to start with. See where they got us? They got us doing exactly what they want us to do. Make it sound like we're worried that our side is going to do this. So let's make sure we put it out there. No death threats. No violence. You know, stay calm. Uh they are calm. No one's doing anything. <laughs> I think if, if we were doing exactly what they wanted us to do, we would be getting violent and going crazy like they expect us to and like they seem to you know, be encouraging us, us to. to, like they want us to. So that's, let's just remind each other that, no, we're Americans and we have freedom of speech and we're going to talk and we're going to put our ideas out there, but we have to open our mouths and get them out there. Yeah, we have to For open the up moment. our mouths. <laughs> but freedom in this speech, case, the, the jobs of realtors are being threatened if they talk. Right. Even off duty. So it, it's very chilling effect. Look, we got to end the program now, and I hope people have uh, heard what we've said and will act upon what we have said and uh, join us in our efforts to, you know, get something done here. And not just sit back and talk about it, but get something done. We need to put pressure on state officials to use the laws uh, against people who are trying to suppress our free exercise rights. If you like our program, please hit the like button. It means a lot. Please comment. There's a comment section. We want to hear your comments. I want to be able to read some of them on our program, see what other people are thinking about. And look, this whole program today was based around a comment someone put up on YouTube. So we look at your comments. We watch them. We want to hear them. And maybe they'll help other people too. So let those comments come out. Let those likes come out. If you don't like us, well, there's that too. You can do that. Uh, but subscribe to us on Martin Moyer at Substack.com. Good night. <laughs>